Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hi guys, and welcome to season two, episode nine of our Montessori Babies show. So today's topic is one that is just near and dear to my heart and one of my favorite things to talk about, and that is all about Montessori feeding with babies and just some points that we can focus on within that. But before we jump into all of that, I want to do a little bit of an update because as you know, in our last episode I shared, I recently moved. And those who follow me on Instagram would know that I've been sharing what my setup looks like as our house is still just coming together, totally, you know, DIY area type situation. So if that kind of visual content interests you, if you like the visuals, check out my Instagram. It's at baby tour guide. I shared a few things that might be helpful if you're in transition too. But essentially, my son is just about to be mobile. So I am basically hoping my couches arrive before that. (laughs) So I can, you know, set up his space as it is intended to be, you know, in my mind, I visually looked and we have an idea, you know, my husband and I just kind of visually put our house together as far as what it'll look like once our couch is here. Cause right now I kind of have his areas where our couch is going to go. And he's also in a transition, right? Because he's going from the non-mobile baby to a mobile baby. And that is a totally different approach and what he needs in his space. And, and so I am setting all those things up, which is how I teach it in the Montessori Babies course as well. And it's so much fun, right? Because he's not, you know, a tiny non-mobile baby, but he's also not quite yet, you know, a walking young toddler, right? There's this whole phase of infancy within there. And this whole new set of needs and interests and it's just going to be so much fun but we definitely got to get ready for it because with mobility comes a whole slew of things right so he's so interested in his environment he loves grabbing just about everything in sight and he's starting to you know starting to arch his back when we put him down for his diapers and stuff and so these are very normal points of infancy normal points of you know baby trying to figure out what their world is, who they are to the world, who the world is to them. And there are great ways to support him through, you know, this next phase. And so we are trying our very best to prep for it and, you know, use our purposeful approaches and get as ready as we can. And I'm just so excited for all of this. Anyway, in our last episode, I announced that I am working on some really exciting stuff that is aimed at really helping you guys implement Montessori in your home with your babies in the simplest ways possible, right? And and I'm so excited to tell you guys more about it, but essentially it's all coming within the new year. And I'm just so excited to share it. But anyway, for those of you who are on my mailing list, I am giving a little gift and sneak peek for what's to come. And that gift and sneak peek will be coming at you next week. And it's in honor of our two-year anniversary of this show combined with the holidays approaching, that Black Friday weekend, the, you know, fun, exciting time. So yeah, so those of you on my mailing list will get to know if you want to join my mailing list, just download the free e-guide that's in the show notes and you will be on my mailing list and then you'll get to know everything that's going on next week. So (laughs) 
But essentially, I officially launched this show two years ago this month. So November of 2020, aka when COVID was going down and everything. And, you know, before COVID, I was doing a lot more in-home client work, you know, so actually going to people's homes and helping them set up their space. And I loved doing that. But obviously, once COVID hit, everything shut down. We were a lot more isolated. And so I was really just trying to ponder how I could help you guys, you know, how I could best support you and, you know, share what I had learned in, you know, the variety of my experiences. And I came up with this, the podcast. So and I'm so excited because, you know, we just have this incredible community. And there's so many amazing mothers and fathers and caregivers that are in this community. And I'm just honored to be surrounded by you guys and you guys inspire me so much. And so I'm so thankful. (laughs) You know, we're about to hit 150,000 downloads, which is just mind blowing to me. And you guys also know that I launched, you know, the Montessori Babies course as an offshoot of this show. So I could offer everything you guys need, you know, for infancy in your home, essentially, if I were to support you in home from zero to two everything you would have, you know? And I'm so grateful for that community too. You know, there's amazing students that I'm getting to know and I am just loving this community. And so I'm offering a really special something next week, like I mentioned. And one of the things is a really special promotion on the course, but also there will be a really beautiful free gift that goes along with it. And I won't be offering it anywhere other than my mailing list. So for those of you who are on it, check out your inbox. (laughs) And then for those of you who want to join it, just download the free e-guide below. Or you could also join the free mini course that will also get you on my mailing list and you'll get to see everything that's coming at you next week. So now for today's topic, feeding. Oh my gosh. Okay. If you've listened to any of my past episodes, you know that when babies start solids, it is seriously one of my favorite things ever. So much is shared through food, you know, and the feeding experience and so many areas of development are being hit and optimized. Baby gets to learn about, you know, the world of food. There's so much that it entails and their learning just explodes, you know, because of the incredible new tastes and smells and experiences and, you know, the relation to you and that relation within food and they're sensorial learners. And so that's just really, truly, just a powerhouse of learning experiences for them. And so my son recently started his solid food journey. He is currently six months, but he was a month early, as I mentioned in my birth story. And I made sure to use my observations um, as far as to see when he was ready versus go by his month. You know, especially because he was a month early and so I wanted to make sure he was hitting those milestones and showing signs of readiness. But he's, you know, sitting independently. He's reaching and bringing things to his mouth. Definitely showing interest when my husband and I eat. You know, there's lots of grabbing. Lots of his mouth is open like a baby bird, (laughs) you know. And so we started solids. Um, We did it at the kitchen table using his trip trap chair. And we currently are still getting set up. So honestly, I'm not really sure where I'm going to put his weaning table yet. I have it. I have it ready to go. It is sitting beautifully in my garage. But 
we live in an apartment and it's not so big. So there's not a whole lot of wall space. So I'm just kind of throwing up my thought process with you guys. <laughs> um, I may just stick with the trip trap chair for now. I haven't decided yet, but I think I'll decide once the couch is in and, you know, we can just kind of really arrange everything and then see what wall space is left and where we would do it and if it logistically makes sense for him. And I want to do it so he can use it as a tool, of course, you know, versus it becoming an obstacle in the environment, if that makes sense. So I kind of have to see how the flow of the space is and where it would even go. But anyway, he is doing so great with his solids. So I thought I would share some of the things that I'm keeping in mind just as I navigate solid foods the Montessori way with my son, because, you know, I've worked with hundreds of babies in the Montessori feeding sense, you know, in the classroom setting. And then I've supported parents in home as well. And so I've learned quite a bit. And I figured I would share some of those things that I've learned. So here we go. (laughs) So first and foremost, The energy that we bring to the experience is so important. I cannot tell you enough how important it is to keep things positive during this new experience because it's something new where baby is going to be practicing a variety of new skills, right? And so keeping things peaceful in yourself will help them stay calm because they look to us for security and to help, you know, regulate. And so I definitely did this with my son and I've done this with all the babies I've worked with. And I essentially only wanted to enter those experiences, especially the first few when I was in a calm space and kind of ready you know, to experience what we were about to experience. So I would do things like take breaths. You know, I would be excited in my own self, just genuinely so excited because you guys know I love this. And just peaceful, you know, because he's approaching this new experience and, you know, I have the tools that I need to help him support that. And then also, you know, in my mind, I'm just kind of like, this is that first step on his way to family dinners and, you know, getting to enjoy all of the amazing food. And yeah, so just such a fun time. So that's my first point is just to kind of notice where you're at. And that applies regardless of you know, whether it's baby's first solids or whether you have, you know, a 10 month old baby who's been eating those experiences, their relationship with food is constantly being, you know, developed. And um, when we're calm and when we just kind of let them guide the experience, which we'll talk about more here in a second, they end up just having also a really peaceful experience. So or they're a lot more likely to have a peaceful experience anyway. So my second point um, I have mentioned, I feel like a lot of times on the show, but it's because it's so important in Montessori and infancy, um, but we are including them in everything as developmentally appropriate, right? So, you know, traditionally when babies start solids, or at least when I personally, I'll just only speak for myself, but when I personally entered this field, I came as a nanny. So this, you know, I was a nanny um, in my early, early college years. I was a nanny and a barista (laughs) in my early college years. But I basically went into the experience, you know, just thinking that we would feed the babies and we would be the ones leading, right? Because they're babies. That's like what we know. That's what we learn, you know? And so the Montessori approach is a whole shift, right, in perspective to them being the ones guiding the experience. And So we're letting them drive this experience by encouraging things like self-feeding if they're able to bring things to their mouth, right? And then the monastery principle behind this is following the child. So it's so cool how we get to just kind of use what baby is given to learn about their world, right? This, This innate inner will to let 
them drive this experience. And with that, we get to know that it's going to be so much fun, so much more peaceful, right? Because it's them driving it, not us. It's definitely going to be a sensorial experience, right? Because their movement is not quite refined enough for it to be very clean. And so the sensorial piece of getting messy is also a piece to consider. (laughs) And it's a fun one, but it's very real. And yeah, so it just ends up being so many incredible things for them. And you know, what's so funny is within my personal experience with our son, as you know, we're giving him solids and such right now, our apartment has carpet everywhere, which, you know, is really nice in some ways, like for floor movement, but for the sake of feeding and messes, it is definitely not ideal. <laughs> and so we invested in some fall mats for under and around his high chair, you know, because if you haven't started solids yet, you will be surprised at how far food ends up after meals. <laughs> and if you have started solids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I, for example, found egg splattered on a wall that is absolutely nowhere near his high chair. (laughs) And because both my husband and I have experienced, you know, these giant messes, we are definitely going to invest in another mat so we can kind of like make a larger fall space because we have that carpet everywhere in our kitchen area. So (laughs) our kitchen itself doesn't have carpet, but in our, um, I guess our dining room area, we have carpet covering all bases because, you know, it's a little bit harder to get stuff out of carpet. So (laughs) anyway, moving on to my third point. So encouraging that self-feeding at any point in infancy to do so we're using that innate inner will to learn about their world so that drive that you see in your baby that guides their day-to-day learning right that is guiding this experience as well and so with that come really fast will-driven moments right and so what I mean by that is you know there will be moments where your child will absolutely you know slowly pick up the spoon and explore it and but there are also going to be moments where they just grab super fast or they'll grab the food off the spoon and you know kind of wave their hand around or you know as soon as you put you know their cup with their liquids in it their open cup if you start encouraging drinking from an open cup they'll grab it you know before it's even down on the table kind of thing and so my point there is just to be ready <laughs> have whatever you need with you for spills and cleanups and extra spoons and you know whatever your specific baby needs in that experience just be fully ready upon sitting down with baby that is a huge 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 tip that I have because when if you're using a Montessori weaning table and your baby's not quite yet you know fully mobile and even if they are they try to at least in my experience when they're all done they're just all done you know and so they will try to slither out or they'll try to you know just kind of make their way out and if you know you need to wipe them down at the table it's just really helpful to have everything with you already handy versus you know carrying baby you know over to a different area where you know the little pieces of food that are all over their body are kind of spilling everywhere as you're doing that and you know it kind of depends on your house setup too if you have hardwood floors and it's easy cleanup and you're just going straight to the sink and your tables in your kitchen and you know something along those lines like you know I guess logistically whatever makes sense for your environment do that but whatever environment I've been in it's always been so helpful to just have everything I need handy including you know a wet towel or rag or whatever I'm going to use to wipe their face washcloth paper towel and stuff to wipe up potential spills because that rag will probably be different (laughs) than what you use to wipe baby's face. You know, just stuff like that. Like have everything you need. Think through the experience and what your baby's eating and all of that. That's really going to help the flow of the whole experience. And on that note, my next point is that self-feeding, so 
the independence piece, the encouraging independence within self-feeding as driven by the child, that progress is absolutely not linear and it looks different for every baby. So some babies are driven to try everything initially themselves. You know, they'll want to hold the spoon and the cup and grab the food in front of them and others take a bit more time. You know, others are more, you know, taking that observation route and, you know, they will explore it, but on their own time, maybe a little bit slower. And some babies could use a little bit more support initially. You know, lots of modeling just depends on your child and what you're observing. And also some babies will change by the time of day. You know, sometimes they're more energized and interactive during a morning solid, for example, where they're just wanting to self-feed and holding that cup and bringing it to their mouth and maybe a little bit less when they're tired in a late afternoon solid, you know, as they're winding down for the day kind of thing. But I would encourage you to always model first and then let baby try second and then assess how much you need to support from there. But my point is that in Montessori, of course, we are supporting them as much as they need. We just also want to encourage that inner will to drive their experience. And then my last point I'm going to talk about after I read our quote for today. So our quote is, I realized very early the power of food to evoke memory, to bring people together, to transport you to other places. And I wanted to be a part of that. And that was said by Spanish chef Jose Andres Puerta. My last point is more of a conversation starter, I guess. And that is to just be open to falling in love with the magic of the feeding process. And so I personally grew up with a big family who all loved food. You know, we were always around food. We were all bringing our dishes to family gatherings or all in the kitchen cooking. And, you know, it really, truly did harness this power of being able to bring everyone together, bringing people together to have conversation, to create incredible memories that will constantly be relived by taking another bite of the food that you ate that day or that you ate growing up, you know, with your grandma or, you know, just stuff like that. And, you know, that idea of how you can smell something and just be transparent transported and same you know with taste and when we take a bite or when we smell something like a family recipe or something you know we ate this one day this one time (laughs) you know it can transport us through time and even bring us home if we're far away from home and so while our babies don't yet have you know this conscious memory for this process We are introducing them to this incredible experience of the food and the family and the friends and the colors and the scents and the conversation that comes with that and the togetherness that comes along with that. And when I was little, I was exposed to a variety of cultures and places within stories because my dad loved to travel and had lived in a few other countries. And so when I was in my late teen years to my mid-20s, I made a point to save and go travel myself. And one big thing that I learned is just how incredible it is that, you know, we can show so much of who we are, our culture, our family through the food that we cook and the food that we eat. And, you know, it's custom to our community and our family. And so for me, it is so exciting to get to show my baby all of his family and community through his feeding experiences, you know? So this is all just something that's in my mind. You know, we're on this path, we're on this road. And I know it's really easy to kind of get mixed up in the sea of information that we have surrounding this experience, you know, but just just enjoy it. It's so, so 
so much fun. As long as you know all the safety pieces, the rest of it, you know, how you introduce it and what you're introducing and all of that is going to be unique to you and your family and what you have available. And so, yeah, so, you know, sometimes you'll end up fully covered in food by the end of the experience. I know when I was in the classroom, I would leave at the end of the day with my pants just fully covered. But it was so joyful for me because I got to be, you know, the one supporting them through this experience. And now I'm home with my baby and I have the same food spots on my pants. And, you know, they're just filled with the food that I'm sharing with him and we're sharing together. And it's just one of my purest, truest joys. So enjoy this. You're amazing. You've got this. This experience that you are offering them is truly priceless and encompasses a heck of a lot. And yeah, just know that you know, the community they're in is the perfect one for them. The food they're eating is exactly what needs to be happening in this moment. And you are the perfect one to support them through it. And so, yeah, the last point is just more about falling in love with the magic of the process because it really is just so much fun. Anyway, that is about it for this week's episode. I do want to say it is basically the holidays. You know, Thanksgiving is next week. And so I just want to send you all a giant, giant holiday virtual hug. And just so you know, I am so thankful for all of you. You know, you guys are so incredible and you're doing amazing heartfelt work that can totally be super hard some days or sometimes. And I know so just heart burstingly joyful at others and just know that I think you're amazing and I'm sending you the biggest holiday hug. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to season two, episode nine, and I will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Monastery Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!